0: Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga.
1: Number one, Ercole the Dog stand, Colin Adgley. Emilio, yes.
0: All right, today we are continuing on our series on the films that played in competition at the 2006 Cannes Film Festival. We're going to be talking about... Uh, the Family Friend, directed by Paolo Sorrentino, as well as uh, Happy as Lazaro, the Alicia Rohrbacher film which played Ken in 2018. And to do that, we are joined by uh, Angela Ferraguda, the producer from Blank Check. Woo! Hi. Ooh, hell yeah.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank
0: you so much for joining yeah. us.
2: Of course. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Comparing your the movies we gave you to watch versus the one that we gave uh, David and Griffin to watch, <laughs> it's very uh, admirable that you would be on.
2: <laughs> of course. You know, yeah. as the Italian expert yes. in the room, you know, I just felt mm-hmm. it was my duty.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's true. Like, yeah, there, there's there's not much connecting these movies other than they are both by Italian directors and they are, you know, take place in Italy. But we're okay. excited to talk about them. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll start with the family friend, the Sorrentino, the 2006, uh, as that's sort of where we're, you know, where what our series is on. Um, I think Can I have the most question? Sorrentino... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah.
4: You know what? You went, you were going to go in. Exactly what I was going to ask is how much Sorrentino we all have watched. <laughs> so go ahead and yeah, yeah, my that. Yeah.
3: I think I have the most Sorrentino experience of everyone in the Zoom. I I have... I, I saw the, the Great Beauty was uh, nominated for an Oscar, and so I saw it in, my, it like, my Oscar in won, dude, It yeah. won, yeah, it won that year. Um, and then I saw Youth was also, like, got a couple of weird nominations that year and was, mm-hmm. like, uh, 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 it did all right. Um, uh, and then since then – oh, then he made The, the Young Pope. Uh, which I have seen three-fourths of. i watched, like, the first six episodes and then never finished the last two, as uh, happens with many, a TV show. Uh, and then um, also I, at uh, the Toronto that we all, that the, my co-host and I met at, uh, the first movie I saw that year was uh, the movie, the, the, the edited together cut of Loro, which is uh, his movie about uh, Berlusconi. Um, so I've seen all of those I've really had like a hot and cold relationship with his movies I have like really liked some of his stuff and like really been turned off by, by some of the other stuff uh, he's someone who I really like have a hard time getting a grip on like what his deal is and like what his perspective is um, which I'm excited to talk about today and maybe come to some more uh, salt conclusions who else has Sorrentino experience they'd like to share
1: I think I might be like second place, uh, just by having seen Great Beauty and like an episode of Young Pope, and then now sure. this. Yeah, not I, really mean, I
0: have, I have seen Youth. I saw it when it came out uh, in like 2015, and was kind of like, yeah, that's like all right. Michael Caine's good, Harvey Keitel's good, but like, not the movie that struck me most necessarily. I watched four
4: episodes of the of the Young Pope. <laughs> so how how the Young Pope ends, who knows? No one will ever. <laughs> so that Pope, he Jude did it. He did it. a thing. Yeah. Jude Law, <laughs> he was Papa. And his cher- yeah, I cherry I mean, coke to, zeros. That was
0: to cool. go through the sort of Sorrentino can context, this is his third movie and his second that was in Cannes Competition, his first movie was in, like, a a new director's kind of thing at Venice, uh, but then his second movie, Through to Youth, which is, like, his seventh movie, all played in Cannes Competition, and he, he does the kind of back-and-forth of making, like, that he's still doing of, like, making stuff uh, in English and in Italian. The first... Uh, movie in English is This Must Be the Place, the weird uh, movie where uh, Sean Penn uh, looks like the What's His Face from The Cure. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, that I thought. I was. I, I guess I was just kind of assuming, like, oh, this movie must be, like, terrible and everyone hates it. And then I went and looked at reviews yesterday and it was like, oh, no, people kind of like that movie somehow. Uh, but yeah, like, basically all of his. Mo- like, he. I don't know if he's a he's he's certainly he's I don't know that he's ever won like a big prize at Cannes. Like this didn't win anything. I don't know if The Great Beauty even won anything, even though that won the Oscar. But yeah, he's a uh, an interesting guy. <laughs> certainly.
2: Yeah, how was this like received at, at Cannes? I I have really no experience with this director. I didn't. I haven't watched any of his mm-hmm. other work.
0: I don't this is one of the like as far as i can tell it was of this year in 2006 one of the like more under the radar movies mm -hmm. i think partially because like he hadn't made any english language movies at that point so he was and he was also just a much newer director and so like it didn't win any awards there and it just like i think it was considered like pretty good but like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's also once you get back before like 2010 ish it's harder to harder to get a read on like how something was received it can like you can go on i don't even know if this is a movie that would be on like rotten tomatoes and see how it was received (laughs) generally but like right i I yeah
3: go ahead
1: there's a review of it, uh on the Guardian I think that was like right. done at the time of the mm-hmm, festival mm-hmm. and like uh It seemed like a pretty like favorable review. Um Yeah. I, yeah, that's I, the, thing the thing is, is yeah. like if you look on like Letterbox like nobody has watched this movie. Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> it is
3: like Yeah. It definitely, I mean, yeah, I guess the thing is that life.
0: like the fact that he continued to show movies in competition at mm-hmm. Cannes yeah. means it must have been received moderately well. Though that's not mm-hmm. That's the case with most directors, there are, like, specific French directors that, like, critics really hate, but for whatever reason, the uh, people that can really like that just, like, keep showing up. But in general, if you, yeah, in general, like, a new director, even though this is a second movie, if it, if it's, if it's not, like, well-received, they're not gonna keep showing up.
3: And I guess okay. since no one has seen the movie, we should maybe give a little bit about like what it right. is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is so one of Sorrentino's uh, primary interests, it seems to be, is like exploring essential j- dirty old men. Like all his movies are about dirty old men. Like S- except that one young pope. Like that
4: one pope yeah. in young. Really. <laughs> yeah. Truly.
3: Yeah. Bright shiny. Young <laughs> the man. exception. The exception. Yeah. Jude Law. The exception that proves right. the rule. Mr. Napkinhead himself. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is no exception. And it is perhaps the dirtiest of all the old men that I have seen in any of his movies. Uh, it's about this guy who is, he like is a tailor, but primarily he's like a loan shark in his community. And so mm-hmm. people come to him and like get like small loans for health emergencies or for weddings like in the, the primary one is like there's this wedding that he like is helping to fund uh and you know he he uses that to sort of ingratiate himself within these these groups it's like his main mm-hmm. social connection to the outside world is like you know loaning people these monies and that this money and then like using that to to you know be in their social events and um he's like a really tough like the opening of the movie is like a bunch of people in like very strange dangerous situations and like you sort of put it together like oh these are like the people who haven't paid him back that he like is de- dealing with or whatever um and yeah so he he essentially he he gives this money for this this wedding he like takes a liking to the bride and like yeah. It, yeah, and it, that's it, a
1: very it, nice way of putting right. it. Right, <laughs> nice I mean, he's a
3: to her. Right, he's mm. awful. Like he's an entirely yeah. irredeemable human being. Yeah, um, who is that? Like who? Who like rape, work, works his way up to be able to rape this bride. Essentially, is like yeah. Yeah. sort of what the main plot of the movie is. And then there is the fallout of that.
2: Can I paint a picture of this <laughs> person just to give people a visual? Yes, I realized, <laughs> like, I, I was trying to like click i'm trying to remember like exactly oh the scene after he takes like from the couple like when he goes to their house and he's collecting their rings i was like who does this remind me of and i realized like if this were made in america he would be played by nick nolte like
3: that's (laughs) That's the
2: energy yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. if that kind of like helps like give an idea of like how slimy and like uncouth
3: this man is (laughs) yes it's Italian and, Nick Nolte. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, from the beginning of the movie, one of his arms is in a cast, and like it's a runner in the movie. That everyone's explained. like, "What happened to your arm?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." Um, <laughs> uh, My guess is like sepsis or something. He's just a gross <laughs> <laughs> old yeah. man. Yeah, he like lives in a disgusting house like that is like leaking with his like ninety year old. Mo- he's like seventy, and he like lives with his yeah. like ninety year old money mother who's bedridden. <laughs> uh at one point he like i get it's it's is it like a mail order bride or just like a just a matchmaker sets him up with like a a foreign woman and is like yeah. hey like check out this out and like he brings her home and it's like gross like yeah. yeah
2: i don't remember what happens with her exactly but yeah it's definitely some type of like setup situation where yeah. you know right. what i mean this like matchmaker is like right. doing him a solid and this woman's getting out of whatever shit situation she's right. in
3: yeah mm-hmm. and he's like well she doesn't speak italian like how i woo woman is like with my beautiful language or like he's yeah yeah he's awful yeah. um and so yeah my struggle with the with with this movie and with sorrentino in general is like how much does sorrentino get that i think this and like like i i have had a heart like I sort of go back and forth on a lot of the movies and like great beauty. I think like I sort of came out being like, yeah, like he sort of gets like how gross that guy is and and things like that. But like, I don't know, this one is maybe the one that is the most like he, we're kind of just reveling in this a little bit. And especially like the ending I think is like pretty hard to take in terms of like how it is just like, we're just sticking with this guy the whole time and, like, we're following him, and, like, we're gonna, like, he's the center of this movie, and, like, you're just gonna have to Mm -hmm. deal with that, and I think that's, that's the hardest aspect of this movie for me. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: It's, like, um, the conversation of, like, depiction versus endorsement is, like, one that I, like, find, like, a bit, like, not annoying, but just, like, unnecessary for, like, certain movies, but with Sorrentino, it's, like, at what point is, like, (laughs) this guy, he just, like, you know, like, his obvious, like, biggest influence is Fellini and, like, just the way he does, like, he uses, like, surrealism and, like, Fellini also, like, known for, like, how he, like, would photograph women uh, in his movies and, like, how he used women in his movies to, so, like, it's, like, a certain point where it's, like, yeah, the uh, the Great Beauty is, like, about this old guy who's, like, reliving all of his, like uh, like, past exploits and, like... Uh, all these like young women that he continues to have sex with. And then like the family friend is like, yeah, it's about this like gross slime ball who like rapes people and steals all their money. It's like, what is your deal, Paolo? Like, what are you trying to show us? And uh, like when I was, I, if you look uh, like at our letterbox reviews, I believe mine just says to what end and Jesse's just says fuck off. Yeah. So like, that is like, I think the vibe that this movie, cause it's like, even if it were just like the great beauty, I think, uh, It's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it is much more engaging and, like, has stylistic choices that I respond to more. And this, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, who cares? Like, how many slow-mo shots of these girls playing volleyball do I have to watch? And then, like, the scene, I think Emilio (laughs) mentioned it in his Letterboxd review, where they play LCD sound system where there's, like, two women in a bathtub as like a reward to sign this contract it's like get over yourself guy
2: (laughs) yeah that was that was definitely pretty odd like for me my only my I don't know the logic I worked out in my head was that like uh this director is someone maybe who just like people watches and like saw some like hunched over man like the baggy. I do appreciate like mm. the dedication to like how strange he looks they never yeah. explain mm-hmm. his bag or I mean I think it's just like I don't know he's gotta carry shit around and so like yeah. why would he use anything but a plastic bag and he's like clearly such a cheapskate right. and yes. then it's just like swinging back and forth the and swinging he's got is that so cast gross. yeah it's just it's very unsettling and like all I can imagine is that this director saw that man like crossing the street one day mm-hmm. and is like what's his story and then made a whole movie about it
1: yeah Yeah. and it's like um he's got it's just like a weird thing Is like at a certain point with this movie i was like just annoyed with everything and he's got like that weird hood that he's always wearing like his jacket has got this like crazy huge Mm -hmm. pointed hood it's just like uh, i just was like come on what are you doing
2: it's a look yeah yeah
1: it
4: it, it was it's certainly a weird movie like The music is insane in all directions. It's like every other scene, the music Mm -hmm. is, like, from a different... It's, like, sometimes it's, like, a 2000s-E thriller where it's just, like, boom, doom, doom, doom. And then it's just, like, the string comes in and then he's pulling out shit like LCD sound system and it's just, like, what's happening here? It's funny. Mm -hmm. I did, like, briefly have the thought of, like, is this, like... I I I thought about him like Sorrentino in my head uh, in like a similar vein to like not in the sorts of movies they make but in the sorts of people they like to depict of like Nancy Myers weirdly okay and that like Nancy it's like Nancy clearly loves like an irascible like asshole old dude sure. like yes. you got like Jack and something we sure. gotta give and Mel Gibson
2: she loves weddings yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> that's also a similarity but. And it is sort of weird how it sort of hints at being the sort of movie where it's like, well, he's a piece of shit who doesn't care about anything. And then this woman su- su- sweeps by and then he cares about something. And then at the end, it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, that's not what's happening here. He's just sort of getting played in in a way. That's it just mm-hmm. like, it is just sort of puzzling. It's just, a, it, it's a movie. It's one of those movies that just made me go it like, huh? It's just like, that's the yeah. only thing. It's- I also had the thought of just like, it's sort of being like a Western in reverse, where it's just like he's like the big, like big man in town, and then like every, like his like Western buddy eventually takes him down with like the help of like the local dame or whatever. But it's like completely from his perspective, which is like a choice to just do that sort of movie. And it's, and it, I sort of agree with Colin where it's just like, it's doing a lot but I it's like I don't know to what end like what I don't know what it's what it's getting at I don't know what it's what is the intention of what it's depicting and uh, it's like again like even like through the little young pope I've watched which is the only uh, as I said the only other thing I've seen he's like clearly a guy very interested in like excess and like these people who like claim piousness like this guy does where he's like He's like an an extreme mm-hmm. cheapskate, but he has all this money right. and like still like mm-hmm. very interested in control and same with like I guess the Pope, which is funny to compare this character who lives like in a house with his ninety year old mother w- with the Pope, but it's like the same thing with like a person who's supposed to be pious surrounded by all this like insane excess. But I don't know if there's like yeah. It's like, I don't, re- I don't need a movie to have, like, a thesis statement. I don't need it to be, like, at- and at the end of the day, being an old horny dude doesn't pay or whatever at the end. Of- I don't need it to be that simple, but I do need something. And it's just not giving, to me- yeah. giving it to me.
0: Yeah, it's like with Sorrentino, it's like all of these things, like Cullen was saying with, like, depiction uh, versus endorsement or, like, uh, style over substance that are kind of, like, consider like kind of like cliche criticisms that are like well that's not like we don't necessarily consider them interesting criticisms at this point it's like well but like he's really doing these things like if they apply to anyone they apply to him he's
4: just uh yeah i mean it's like i because i also like obviously the other person who like this often comes up with it's like scorsese and i did have the thought of like the, f- like, the first I guess like s- two acts of the movie are about a man whose superpower is that he doesn't give a fuck about anything where it's just like that's the entire depiction <laughs> of him it's just like well nothing can get to him and he has no weaknesses because he's just like is cheap doesn't care about pretty things doesn't care about people doesn't care about s- it's so he's just sort of untouchable until like I guess like the the last sort of act comes in and he is eventually swayed <laughs> to do to act differently which is weird i guess that's another just like structurally that's that sort of like last act just comes really quick and it's just like so yes and it's like it's it's like Mm -hmm. a weird thing of just like it's not the sort of movie where you're watching it and you're expecting like an oceans 11 like twist at the end so when it comes
2: that's what i was thinking yeah i was like it's suddenly turning into some like twisty heist movie like what an odd turn
1: yeah and it's like When that happens I like had a rewind I was like Did I miss something Or is it just like This happened like In a montage Where it's like Oh They like Took all his money And just left It's like So It's like It's the thing of just like to what end like it just happens and it's like okay now he's talking to these like three centurion guards that are like cosplaying and then he is gonna shoot them and then they're like let's go get pizza and it's like what is the
0: point I honestly
2: did love that scene so, like a lot of it was like pretty bizarre but I love that they're just like I don't know man we're actors yeah. Yeah. like he paid us to do it like are you really gonna kill us like over that like yes
3: right i mean yeah and that's sort of it like i the thing that i find like compelling about his like is how much of like a maximalist he is and like how he is always so big and like the big bombastic stuff like i find it like very easy to watch like it like the movie held my attention for most of the runtime like i was definitely like involved with it and like following along with it and like I, like, this is, the, like, I start, like, there are so many filmmakers who, like, if they made a movie, like, about a character like this, or, like, that was sort of as aimless about that character as this, I would just be like, fuck that movie, like, I don't, I have no, in- like, th- like, I see, like, I can maybe appreciate what you're going for, but, like, I'm not interested, like, it's not for me, um uh but with him, for some reason, I, I don't know whether it's just, like, The italianness of it all or just like how big it is or any like i am like i i i find the movies like very watchable and very like and very gripping for some reason that i don't i can't quite put my finger on why
0: well so speaking of that maximalism and that kind of watchability weirdly the movie that this reminded me of and it's partially because at the beginning it kind of seems like it's maybe going to be more of an ensemble movie as andy was saying earlier you kind of see all these different people at the beginning and then it it settles into just being about him and kind of these people revolving around him but in terms of just like both like the like big bombastic kind of style i guess that i wouldn't the movie i'm about to say i wouldn't describe as bombastic but it's a movie that is like very kind of stylish and very self-important is uh The Paul Haggis Crash. And of course, one best picture the same year that this came out at Cannes. And it just, like, they obviously, like, content-wise they have nothing to do with each other. But just in terms of, like, the style and the aesthetics and also maybe not being nearly as interesting as it thinks it is. That is what it reminded me of.
1: Interesting.
0: And also, like, I... And then I kind of got stuck thinking in that world of like the the ensemble movie, and the other director who it maybe made me think about a little bit is Alejandro González Iñárritu, who hasn't movie in Cannes this year. We'll talk about Babel someday, but like the same, just like he thinks that this is like very interesting and important, and it's just like maybe it isn't. Yeah, maybe. I I,
4: th- I mean I think the the weirdness is, is like this movie has like five tones which is the problem for me and it's like there is when i think when it's being funny i do i think i'm like where i do sort of vibe with it as just like a, a comedy about like this sort of irascible horrible person which is just like which is weird to say considering the the we all have sort of the take that it that has to have some sort of take on him and it, maybe it needs to take him down a peg more mm-hmm. but it it, then it's like also sometimes seems very tragic in a way that doesn't vibe at all and that's when the movie is like at its worst when it's just Mm -hmm. like look at how sad this is and then then it's just like sometimes I think it's like a slicker movie than it presents as sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. like it's one of those movies where like every three scenes I was like I, I don't know what this is I was just like I think I, I I would like have I had a hold on it and then it would just like do something else and I <laughs> no longer had a hold on it.
2: Mhm. Yeah. I thought he was like a compelling character when he was working when he was like uninvolved in people's affairs. Like I mean obviously like his whole thing is that he gets involved mm-hmm. in everyone's yes. shit, but he doesn't seem to care about it and like that right. yeah his downfall is when he begins to like care about someone. But like mm-hmm. I seeing as what we learned, what his desires are mm-hmm. like, that was just like, yeah, it's like hard to watch mm-hmm. and hard to like mm-hmm. see that depicted. Um But like, it, yeah, I th- like you were saying, like the funny moments, I forgot I wrote it down. It's like very short. There's that scene where there's like a man crying in the bathroom and he's, yeah. and he's like, got that big yellow tie and he's just like holding on to it. And he makes like a lot of like, kind of, I do, I did like his like profound statements and then him just being like, I read that in Reader's Digest. That's a good (laughs) bit. Those were interesting. Objectively a good (laughs) bit. And and it was kind of like, it felt like a scary mob boss. Like, that was also funny to me too. Mm -hmm. Like, he seemed to like not want to be he didn't want to be called the lone shark but like that's what he was and he's just like the lowest Mm -hmm. stakes like grimiest mafia guy you've ever seen
3: right (laughs) so
2: but but when he's in that bathroom he gives like a very scary speech where he's just like i don't have an advantage because you owe me money like i have an advantage Mm -hmm. because i saw you cry and that guy's just like fuck he's right like and then he (laughs) just leaves and i think i i wonder if i would have I don't know Ben I would have liked it more if if it had because because I do think it's interesting like the idea of like what is that kind of person like in their personal life yeah like someone who's just like manipulating and all these people's affairs like if we had seen a lot of those things those scenarios and how he treats people and then seen his personal life as maybe, like, mm-hmm. some kind of shorter story and been like, oh, he's, like, miserable at right, home. Right, yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. interesting to me that, like, he has so much money mm-hmm. and yeah. him and his mother, like, you know. Live in
1: squalor or whatever.
2: Yeah, they live in squalor. Like, a bucket of her shit is just, like, yes. in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, And he could hire a nurse. But, again, like, he's cheap. So that's just, right. like as a yeah. character it's not something yeah i mean do.
4: it's it's like again because like all that sort of like comedy and like fun setup is like a better character that when uh, they do try to do like the oh i'm in love or oh i have daddy issue stuff which is like fr- like which is <laughs> yes. like a very right. pat and b poorly handled and very boring but it's yes. like mm-hmm. yeah when it's like clear that their the, his character is like well he's a person who thinks he's like the height of charm because that's like every time he's like it's sort of getting set up romantically at the beginning he's like but my charm is being able to speak because i know about everything and which mm-hmm. just makes the readers digesting mm-hmm. even funnier because it's just, like he just reads the readers digest and he thinks that's what being like cult- right. cultural and worldly is yes. and it's <laughs> just like yeah that very it's like that's a fascinating person to look at it's just like somebody who thinks they're like king of the mountain but they're actually just like some some schmuck right
2: but y- Right, but you can also see that, like, this is someone who had, was, like, given so little when he was so young. Or I right. did like that at the end. It was kind of revealed that, like, his mom kind of brought him into this world, into, like, the Lone Shark world somehow. Right. It was, yeah, but, like the family business, yeah. Right, but clearly all his insecurities and all his attempts to be, like, really smart and charming and have all his power is because he was born and... and constantly is like i'm not handsome so yes. like he's had to he compensates but yeah. he also does it by being a very cruel person yes. and trying to tell himself that he's yeah not. that's
4: another that's another good joke where it's like that scene where the guy comes up to him for the first time and he's like i i need loan a loan for a title and he's like why and it's like i need to impress the vatican and he's like i don't trust the vatican and uh, the guy's like what you're not a man of god and he's like I and he's like god may be this ugly why would i believe in him or whatever and yes. Like, yeah. his performance is a good. Bit. Like, his irascibility can be fun sometimes, but it's just, like, yes. the movie has nothing to do... It's, like, it it, it has nowhere to take that. Yes. Right.
2: But so much of what is ugly about him is, like, not to do with his looks. It's not something I yes, think you would yeah. think about. Like, in any other movie, I'm curious what other roles this actor has gotten, but he seems like someone that could also be cast as, like, a kind, like, grandfather or yeah. something. But here, you're just, <laughs> like... He's like, got, like, the slick back hair. Slimy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: The thing, it's, like, Andy's saying that it's, like, easy to watch. Like, I would agree, I think. Like, it is not, like, it's, like, 90 minutes long, and it is, like, Emilio's saying, like, it changes enough to where it's, like, I can't just be, like, bored by it. Like, I'm just, like, what's happening now? And, like, I don't think it's without its merits, like you're saying, in its humor and, uh, I don't even think, like, the that the performance is necessarily bad at all. It's just, like, I just, as I was watching it, and, like, I mean, Emilio said this already, like, a movie doesn't need to have a thesis or whatever, but I, as I was watching I just I just kept waiting for, like, something to happen in a way where it's, like, stuff is happening, but it's, like, so jumbled, and then, like, at the end how it is just, like, wraps up so quickly in, in such an odd way that it was, like, the whole time I was just, like, put off by it but mm-hmm. uh the bit that i think is like very funny which is just like a very specific thing is when they're like shopping for um like wedding decorations and he's like yeah. it's got to be this one and it's like this dumb like cherub uh, or cherub like, right. with like, like a China. sheep or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like it's got to be this one and they're like i want the spoons and
3: he's right. like no it's no, practical no. and whatever yeah. and then he's like no it's, it's like, got to be this me, ornamental that, so. ceramic thing <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I, yeah. I I am now remembering that this movie, you know, you guys were talking about the the Reader's Digest thing and how there are some funny lines in it. I am remembering, that is reminding me that it also has one of the worst lines that I have ever seen in a movie, where, like, this person, I, I forget what the scene even is, but he goes to someone and she's like, uh, why don't you just commit suicide? And he says, like, I don't remember the exact line, but he says, like, suicide always has ironic consequences, and I can't afford irony. And it's just, like, how can a line be that simultaneously absolutely devoid of meaning and yet manage to still feel, like, like, borderline offensive? Like, I, I just was, like, that was the point, uh, which I was just, like, this movie, I can't handle this. This is the worst. <laughs>
4: Maybe that's really yeah. clever in Italian. I mean, it's too. just who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's yeah. just
0: doing
3: so much, <laughs> right? And I guess you know we we've brought up some points of comparison already. I guess the point of comparison that I've sort of been ruminating on is like people who I like struggle with like a little more than Sorrentino uh, is the Safdie brothers. Like where where my common criticism of the, of their movies tends to be like this is just a movie about a guy that sucks and I don't know why I'm watching it. Um And right. and so like it it is interesting like. The way that like the style and the like the energy for for this sort of thing uh, carries me a little more than in, in maybe those movies tend to, but I do think like those the, their movies do tend to um, be maybe a little bit more like invested in the actions around like in the in the plot, uh, whereas like this one I think is like is is definitely being like we're mostly gonna do a character study and then we'll maybe some shove some plot in at the end. Um, yeah, yeah but that, see, that's like the like, sort of the comparison like he, see,
4: but on. the thing about the Safdies Brothers movie is, is that like they're not really character study. it's like they're semi they're usually so like fast paced and like fast moving that they're right. there's not like a lot of interiority in them which I think is like to their benefit it just sort of lets you exist with these people and you make a like what of them what they do with like Howard Ratner and Uncut Gems and I forget the, uh, his character's name from Good Time honey <laughs> yeah honey. Hi. yeah where where it's just like yeah you, you just sort of have to be compelled but like the actions they're taking and the sort of things they're the moves they're making and the the excitement of it where it's like it, it's the problem with this movie is like really really the ending where it's just so it's sort of like it thinks it's leaving you with something it's see it thinks it's sort of being like a deep character thing and it's just like not it's just like absolutely not it's just like there's mm-hmm. nothing here
0: yeah, and I mean, the other thing with that comparison is just, like, the Safdie brothers have, like, a... Just, like, the, an impeccable command on, like, tone, whereas this movie is just, like, we're gonna throw a bunch of shit at the wall and <laughs> see what sticks. Yeah, And it's just, like, tonally, like, incoherent.
3: But I, I don't I like the incoherence. I don't know. I'm into it. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Enigma. Like right. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know why. I'm just... I, yeah. I
1: mean, I would, I'd be curious to see if there's, like a hardcore like Sorrentino fan who is like yeah who either hasn't seen this yet or like has watched it and is like this one I think is like also great like cuz I know people like you were talking about like this must be the place I know people like that a lot people uh really liked the great beauty when it came out um I think Loro kind of came and went like you were saying Andy that you saw it uh and then like The Young Pope has its fans but um like, this one I, like, had literally, like, never heard of until we were right. going to do it for the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot that he, like, didn't start. Because, like, uh, Il Devo is, like, his big right. breakout. That's, um,
0: yeah, which is his next movie yeah. after this.
1: And I know that that one is, like, he starts working with the actor from The Great Beauty and, like, they have, like, a pretty... And he's, like, the same actor. Tony Servillo, I think uh, is his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. He's also yeah. in Loro. Um, and they, like, sort of, like, become, like partners in crime in a way um yeah but it's like i don't yeah, know it's I like
4: just, i liked what i saw of the young pope and it was like a similar thing to andy says where i sort of it really responded to her like all, all over the place and how much excess and how crazy it is so i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt of this is just like how similar to like if we we're yeah. gonna keep talking about the safety similar to how i feel about like daddy long legs where it's like where it's like yeah i can see the stuff that he would be they would he would be good at later but it's just like not fully here yet and it's
3: just like there's just yeah. like not a command of like the script or like the tone or whatever The a family friend it's uh not possible to really to watch anywhere so we can't really say like go out and watch it not that we would recommend that but uh certainly an interesting uh movie uh, i mean yeah if you from- can find
1: it it's like 90 minutes if you're like doing a sorrentino deep dive i'd say it's like worth it it's like not or if even just like you know doing a can 2006 deep dive like we
3: are yeah yeah um yeah and i
0: mean
3: yeah it's, so t- go, he's he's an interesting guy yeah and we'll, we'll, we'll certainly talk yeah. about him some
4: other yeah. time i'm yeah. i'm i'm sort of intrigued to watch his other movies great beauty is one i might have been meaning to get around to for a while but talking about a movie with twists that you don't really see coming
3: <laughs> nailed it nailed that transition what are we talking about next time about
4: 2018's can competition best screenplay winner directed by Alicia roer happy as Lazaro or Lazaro Felice if you want to be like that
3: about it
2: Lazaro <laughs> yeah,
3: like Lazaro what a guy Lazaro what a guy
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> definitely a movie i liked a lot more than <laughs> the family friend yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: i don't know what like the correct order i watched this one first and yeah. then the family friend and mm-hmm. like i'm sure. not sure if that was like the best order but i definitely <laughs> i did really appreciate this one so i yeah. guess maybe mm-hmm. it was a bit of a bummer when i was like what the f- who is this guy <laughs> right. it's like yeah. a literal like a literal saint and yes. it's right, just yes. like the Right, the worst alive person you've ever seen. That in a like movie. only exists mm-hmm. to take advantage of people, yes. and someone who like only exists to just
3: be like, "Oh, hello." Right. And yeah. Like, Let me yeah, give almost... you the shirt off my back. Like. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Here, I'll, I'll give you my blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. I guess as a setup for this one, so this is about uh, Lazaro is like a young boy. He's like in his like early twenties, right, and he or something like that. And I guess it's mysterious throughout the I'm, of I'm sort the of, ages.
4: yeah, that's one of my, well, I guess it's not like a big question because it like sort of doesn't matter, but I am sort of like, is he supposed to be like 16 or like 24? I, I have no idea. Yeah.
1: I think,
2: yeah. I think it's kind of also purposely vague and confusing yes. for like right. everyone on the farm. And yeah. I, I'm sh- we'll get into this and yes. I'll let like, you get back to the plot. But like, sure. it, it is also like, when are we? Right. That's,
3: yeah. I don't know Absolutely. what
2: year it is. But ahead,
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. And he's like, he's like a real cherub. Like, he's got like this, like, the, the, the curly black hair, like, and like the the bright, like, face that's just like, he's, he like, it, you see him and you're like, oh, that's like an avatar for goodness in like this movie when you first an see An honest him. face, they say. Right. The yes, movie. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he lives like on this island with his family and some other people. Like, it's not... Everyone I think is kind of related to each other but it's not I'm, I don't think it's ever related like, I mean super he like he he, he <laughs>
4: says like I have a grandmother but I don't have parents. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I was right. like I feel like maybe you should know who your parents are considering this like cousin situation yes. but also like old Italy. I was like I don't know. I mean he's
4: clearly a guy who doesn't ask a lot of questions. Let's
3: just say
1: No. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's he just goes along, um, and so yeah, yeah, they they live and work on this island where they're where like most of the people there are like workers who work the tobacco fields, and then there's like the rich family who is in charge, uh, and like one of the earliest interactions is uh, like a guy comes and like goes through their like monthly like here's what I'm giving you and here's what you've like what what work you've done and like and then he's like oh your bet your like your your debt is increasing this this month because like you let the whatever die or whatever. Um, and so you you sort of follow that life. He like has like a little romance. He also has an int- a very interesting relationship with the son of the rich family um, that he develops, where ten like credi. he it right he he yeah ten credit he, yeah, credi. he he um he becomes like his confidant and like his accomplice in like and ten decides pretty early on. That he's gonna like stage a kidnapping that he's been kidnapped to try and get some money out of his mother, and like Lazaro is like, all right, let's let's do it, like and like and like helps him carry out all the legwork of the of the plan essentially. Um, I mean, because that's like and, the dynamic they're sort of playing at
4: of at, of like, yeah. Well, the rich family exploits the workers. So, till, till at this point, you right. don't know to the extent at which they are being exploited, and then the workers sort of yeah. exploit Lazaro because he's like a guy who. You yeah. will just do anything that
3: he is asked, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the whole time you're like, this seems like extremely exploitative and like sketchy. And like they at one point, I guess uh Tancredi like has like a flip cell phone. So yes. you're like, I guess it's not like that far in the past or whatever. Um And then and, eventually, like this culminates in eventually like, there's, like, a police raid, and they're, like, you're being, like, like, sharecropping has been illegal for, like, a decade, like, they're, what they're doing to you is, like, illegal and exploitative, and, like, they've, they've basically been holding you in slavery or whatever, and we're here to, to, to get you out. At, when that happens, Lazzaro does he fall, or he just gets hit, and he, like, gets knocked out? He, he, and, off he falls,
2: I think, before. Right. right. Yeah. Before that yeah. happens. Right. So, like, the fall is before, I think, the police come to investigate Tancredi who's missing who like everyone had tried not to like get the police involved or at least the mom did for obvious reasons but yeah Yeah. the fall is like the first I like checked my phone for like a second and I looked up and he was falling down a cliff and I was like Jesus Christ
1: (laughs) and I like had
2: to rewind I'm like did he get pushed? Did I miss something? And he was just looking for Tancredi and then just yeah right over it's definitely where the movie shifts right and then yeah there's a
3: big shift like a wolf comes and finds him and is like right and like sniffs him out and like and then like suddenly it's like a time jump and he wakes up and he is exactly the same and it is some unspecified number of years later it seems like it's been like Decades, yeah. It seems like, like
1: it the, the remainder of it is like modern day at the time, yeah. yeah. I would yeah.
3: say
0: like 15 20 years, yeah. Something uh, like yeah. that. I was um, asking just uh,
1: briefly <laughs> while you're still in the middle, Andy. Uh, I was asking some people if they'd seen it just because like it had been a while since. Like, there was, I think, a conversation around it as like a big movie in 2018 mm-hmm. of like people like this a lot. Um and I was like, has anyone seen this? And someone was like, yeah, it's American Pickle. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then, like, as I was watching it, I was like, I have not seen American Pickle, but I know, like, what the, like, I the think I read, is, like, yeah. the story is, uh, or story when it came out. And I was like, that is very funny. Because <laughs> someone yeah. was like, uh, I like it a lot. And then they're like, it's American Pickle. And then they're like, damn, they're right. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah. Well, and then the rest of the movie is, like, he, like, goes out into the world uh, he reconnects with some people who are on the island and discovers like how their lives are now, which like is not great. like they're not living great lives still. Uh, yeah. He eventually meets up with like grown-up Tancredi uh, and there's a, a bunch of stuff and eventually like because he's like so like go along to get along and like naive or whatever, he at one, like goes to the money goes to the bank because, like, Tancredi, like, is out of money or whatever. And it's like he's like, oh, I'll go fix it. And, like, he goes to the bank and, like, just goes there to, like, ask them to, like, put money back in Tancredi's account or whatever because yeah. he doesn't know how anything works. And then he has, like, a slingshot on him, uh, which uh, the other people spot in his pocket as a bulge and think he has a gun. So then, like, such That's, like a, that's an, such a funny an,
4: moment where they ask him, like, do you have a weapon? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> right. right, I know, and it's yeah. been
2: fed into the story that he has the uh, slingshot, right? Like, and it's repeated yeah. a couple times. So this, yeah, second, you know, they ask him. You're like, "Fuck, he's yes. dead!" Right. Like,
3: yeah, right. And then, like, yeah, it's, like that is handled with. And I, is it ambiguous or is he like fully dead at the end? I'm, yeah, yeah hmm. I
2: think he said. I was surprised it didn't end with him. Like, I, I liked the like quiet single tear. Uh, outside the church and I was kind of like oh and then when it kept going I was like oh, oh we're not yeah. ending here and I that, think yeah. I'm like I guess we're trying to make a point about how like capitalism kills truly good people like he can't he clearly can't survive in this modern mm-hmm. world like he was never going to like fit into this society I don't know It was yeah, the, the yeah. saint like behavior was definitely kind of, right. I, I just tried to remind myself that was, like, the main idea. Like, basically, he was only brought into this world to, like, help those people get out of their situation through some, like, weird, indirect way. Yeah. And then that sort of saved them again later on.
1: Yeah. That scene, like, I think it should have ended. Like, with the music, it's, like, a very beautiful moment, and I think, like, it would have been, I think, like, you get the message at that point. It's, like, a bit of a cherry on top, like in a negative way at the end, I think. But yeah,
2: uh, you don't want to watch him get kicked to death. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a pretty
1: brutal scene. Also, it's, it's just like yeah. the nicest boy getting stomped out. Right.
4: Yeah. It, it, but it's it's funny though because it's just like it's all like the Nero Irishman kicks where it's like this other. Oh, <laughs> these old. People it's people. Also, it's right. like it's a sort of thing where he's like. I guess in just, like, his willingness to just, like, work or whatever, it's, it's like, in my mind at the beginning, it's, like, does he have, like, superpowers? Can he just, like, pick up very... He's so strong, he's just, like- yeah. <laughs> he's, like, just lifting mm-hmm.
1: everything. It's,
4: but it's just, like, yeah. a weird movie. I might be the person out of all of us who's the least into it, I'll say. I... What did
2: you... Oh, go ahead.
4: I think I just struggle with this sort of movie. Like, it, it, Colin said the American mm-hmm. Pickle thing, but it's, like, often this sort of thing of, like, Person who is good or who is naive, who is, like, sort of, like, either taken advantage of or just, like, walks through life and you just sort of, like, have to see the reflections of life through them. It's a sort of, like, being there, which is a movie that a lot of people love. I, it's a movie that mm-hmm. I sort of struggle with and don't really love. Not to, not yeah. to get into, like, the same territory as your podcast, Angie, but Forrest I, Gump is yeah. the pro, it's a sort of movie where I sort of had that similar problem. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like... We'd be like War Horse and Al Hushab Bobazard were both movies where I'm just like I see what you're doing here. I just like it's like it's hard for me to connect to like when a care when a, the point of a movie is just like look at how good this person is and look at life destroy them and it's just like Right. I I, I mean
2: he's probably the most passive protagonist I think I've seen in a movie and I mean I can't really speak to this but it just this is how it was depicted to me, it seemed like he was someone who was on the spectrum because just mm-hmm. because of the way he spoke to other people and reacted to other people and, like, read things so explicitly. Right. Like, you know, with less nuance. Right, everything's just at face value for him. Right, and people took advantage of it. Right. So, like, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's hard to watch those scenes um what did you guys think of the beginning like I I did enjoy at least like I I really like trying to figure out like because it opens with like a guy singing bagpipes like outside yes this house and they all share a light bulb so like I was immediately like all right 1930s Italy let's go yes (laughs) it's like as
1: uh, like each subsequent like Bit that happens like in this first chunk, it's like, wait a second, is it like the '90s? Because then it's like the kid gets there and he's got his phone. I was like, wait right. a minute, yeah, yeah.
2: And then, but even then, I was like, wow, I guess it must just be like really rural Italy, yeah, mm-hmm. um, because like there are still you know like farmlands that are right. you know what I mean, like that yeah. right. And it's like he's
3: like, like, yeah, he doesn't have service on his phone and is like yes. frustrated right. by that.
2: But I wasn't even, I didn't even like make the connections that I'm like they're sharecroppers they're not even like making money which but again it's a scam that like that happened in america like where Mm -hmm. people just like were not told and like they took advantage of people
0: yeah Yeah, and i mean there there is like a point at which you're like and i guess this movie i think it's from the same year it would have premiered first but i don't know which one i would have seen first they kind of came out around the same is that is, is you start wondering like are they doing like the kind of thing that like uh christian petzold is doing in transit where it's just like not set in a specific area yeah. and it's like no they're just being the villaged yeah right. yeah
1: that's yes it yeah. is the village it is um, sort of that yeah the thing also that you guys mentioned already that i was like trying to keep track of was like how old everyone's supposed to be because it's like mm-hmm. the girl who's like Who he ends up like meeting back up with at the end uh, or in the second half. Antonia. Yes, yes. Um,
0: Uh, Who's played by uh, Alicia Rohrbacher's sister. Okay. in a lot of movies. Um,
1: Pablo Rohrbacher. But she, uh, it's like, she's like getting the cheese ready for like the sharecroppers. And uh, the kids are like, mom. And I was like, mom, (laughs) she looks like she's like 15 years old. (laughs) It It was just like a thing of like, how old are these people supposed to be? Like, what is the relationships between everybody? Uh, the thing that is like Amelia saying that he might be the softest on it I think it's like pretty solid I think I remember like 2018 like the, Jesse you were like pretty into this one um Yeah uh, the thing yeah. Of, that I like the most about it is it looks incredible uh mm-hmm. and just like yes it's just a very yeah. like the rounded the scene edges. with the light bulb in right. the dark it looks it looks incredible and like the mm-hmm. like way everything is like so sort of like sunbaked at the beginning it just like It's a very, like, warm vibe. And then when it is, like, the second half and it's just, like, cold in this, like, city, it just is like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, bummed out now because it's cold in a city where I am.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is very interesting because, like, one did not see, like, the the magical twist coming at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, and I guess there are some seeds there of, like, how, like, of how he's able to, like, just do anything where it's like I guess like I guess there is the seeds planted of like he's like a an extremely special individual in some ways and not just like extraordinarily kind and uh and helpful and willing to do whatever anyone tells him to do um but uh like so the in the first hour so much of it is like figuring out like what's exactly going on here and when like there's you're 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 like actively working so hard to like try to figure out like what what is even happening here that like then when all of a sudden you're like oh this is like a a high premise movie where there's like where it's like rip Van winkle right. or whatever yeah. it really <laughs> does sort of throw you and you're like whoa like i didn't even realize like that there was like this like other level to this movie uh mm-hmm. that that plays out in the second half there's i mean a- yeah
2: the first half really reminded me of parasite which is like a movie that mm-hmm. takes like a lot of twists and turns but i thought like the obvious mm-hmm. direction it was going to go in was like these sharecroppers are clearly pissed like they don't like like this woman they call her the viper Mm -hmm. but you also understand they like lack the resources to kind of like overturn her or they're not really sure what to do but it appears to be that they're like unionizing a bit and like really getting pushed over the edge so when someone falls off a cliff and then he wakes up and then the home is covered in dust you're like okay this is going somewhere completely yeah. different it definitely took me a minute to be like how long was he out <laughs> really? like I thought I'm like could yeah. I get that dusty in a week like I did not yeah, it was I was not... really trying to like figure that um, out
1: the uh the bit where it's like um I think someone on Letterboxd called him like the David Crosby looking guy uh where he's like doing like the initial tally of like well you owe us this much and like we gave you this, so you're oh, still like in the red or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's like the lady who's just like, we should break his legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, so <laughs> that um, was like
2: the most Italian shit I've ever seen. Just like in the room. She's like, what? What? Yeah. We should.
1: And someone else, I think, uh, called it out on Letterboxd also, uh, where they're just like, he's just like flicking the kids in the head. It was such a weird bit. Like when he's like, oh, here's this, he's like, oh, flick him yeah. in the head. Right. <laughs> um, he's got like right. a
4: candy for uh, each I mean, of I'll everybody. say that yeah. that is a very like. When I visit, like my like, my uncles who live in like, who are like farmers, who in like this like their thing was like they would call me Coco Palau and slap me in the back of the head. It's like that's their greeting to me, so that feels very real to me.
2: No, yeah. yeah. When my papa Ralph came to visit, he like would open up like the trunk of his Cadillac, and the kids would line up for like dollar store goodies Mm -hmm. you know so like Mm -hmm. that's what it and i was like oh this is sweet and then he was like i'm like oh no wait he's collecting their taxes this guy sucks
1: um there's also like you were saying andy of like not being sure like uh of like how far it was gonna go when it does like the switch um there's like a bit of like the sort of like surrealism at play where they do like the bit with the wind where they're like blowing at uh, Tinkreti, oh, yes. and it's just like blowing his hair and then they like turn, he turns that. around and they just all stop. And it's like there's like a few things like the wolves and the mm-hmm. way that they use music uh, in certain scenes of like how um, like uh, the like sort of magical realism or like surrealism at play is like, uh, un- like you were saying, like a seed that's planted early. That I was like, this is very uh, light and fun and like the sort of. Surrealist approach that I am more in favor of than what was
4: in uh, Family Friend. <laughs> it, it reminded me that in the Family Friend, just to go back to something else a second ago, that he also had like the bit with like the chocolates where he gives the kid, and then eventually, oh, <laughs> the, uh, oh, eventually, yeah. the kid is, is like, Nah, don't, 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 I'm not gonna eat that, and whatever. He gets very, very mad that people won't eat his chocolates. Right. So, like, I guess Italian yeah. people love chocolate. <laughs> him,
2: him and the guy, um, what was his name The the, the guy who worked for The uh, Luna or whatever Like yeah. they, I feel like they would get along They're both Yo, yeah. scumbags Because
1: <laughs> oh, sure. then you
2: see him later And it's it's interesting how people's Like lives Didn't really change It's like right. I feel like we've seen mm-hmm. news stories like that Where you're like oh my god these people were trapped in a basement Or whatever like led right. to believe They had this whole insane life Or they were in a cult and like right. you know maybe there's some like money thrown their way right away but like yeah. they're not always given the tools that like mm-hmm. help them survive long term in the real right. world mm-hmm. like clearly
3: well and yeah and and the the first thing also like when like well first he encounters like the people like stealing stuff from the house who he's just like sure i'll help or whatever and then when he reencounters the the guy like the manager guy he is now like working with like what seems like mostly an immigrant population like working to like see who will do the cheapest Refugees. labor yeah. right yeah. and like he like his whole thing is like trying to get everyone to accept less money for work like it's like he they're all bidding like who will do a dollar a bushel or whatever and who will do 50 cents or whatever um and so like it is it like i think it, it shows like both there is like still an exploitative like labor relationship that really isn't fundamentally that different from like whatever the sharecropper situation yeah. was and then also shows... the people who were in the sharecropper situation have not been able to find like a stable life even after being like quote-unquote rescued from it um it like it it it, sh- it does clearly show like both like in that actual physical location things have not gotten better and also the people who were stuck in that situation things have not improved for them either um I, I, uh... I, and i did think that was like sort of an interesting like showing both those worlds so uh distinctly
2: we're back
4: Emilio pick us back up with what you were about to say Uh, yes yes uh there have been some technical difficulties so we there might have been a weird pause in there but we are back and we're here to finish talking about Lazaro Felice which i believe what i was going to say before whatever happened happened was that the scene where he meets like the tax collector guy again and, like in the future i enjoyed because it like starts one of my favorite running threads throughout the second half of the movie where it's just like everybody being like are you like the devil who are you why yes. are you, uh, right wh- how are you like wh- how are you still this person
2: right which it was is, a like, very a italian thing for them to just be like who the fuck this yeah no like they're not um, like obviously antonia is like amazed because she had like the closest connection to him mm-hmm. but they're just like mm, he's a ghost right, and then that, like yeah. very quickly after they're like i don't care if he's a ghost he's gotta work for his food that's how it works around here <laughs> like that was probably my favorite line of the movie yeah
4: yeah yeah it's funny where they're just like he, you the go- a ghost or you the devil and then quickly are like hey but he needs to pay his way around here I don't care mm-hmm. if he's <laughs> right. whoever. I mean I assume the Antonia thing because the Antonia Antonia also the person who like they have like the talk earlier in the movie where like they lift up the bed and there's like the little thing of the saint and she like explains to him of mm-hmm. the saint so I guess she has a more of a connection of like understanding like who he is or like what his deal might be just like they all think he's the devil and she like understands him for the saint he is maybe it's where it's like she's an she's an interesting character because Colin you did mm-hmm. mention earlier where they're like where she has like a kid and you're like is she not like 15 yes. or 16 years old but part of me was just like well I guess well, I guess that's a weird point in the movie but I guess like well that's just how things used to be right you could have like yeah, a two-year-old two kid at 17 years old that's just right. the old country which and I think fun. yeah also, like,
3: just like something that I think is kind of a little present in both the movies is just like, yeah, the way that an extended family like is sort of just one unit mm-hmm. in in yeah. the in the culture in Italy. And often, I think is like, yeah, is is one of the connections between the movies.
2: Yeah, in both um, movies too, you see like there's like the the push not to leave the home like there's that couple Mm -hmm. who's like oh we want to go to the city and obviously the like marquis has reasons they don't want them to get to the city Mm -hmm. to like know what position they're really in but also like it is like a family thing of like i can't believe you're leaving us but you know they've also been fed to be like no 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 you're better off here
4: yeah cause, I mean because that's like what it's sort of playing at at the first part That is like she's sort of praying into like their like old country like like the way they think about those worlds but being just like no y- of course you don't go to the big city that's a big decision and that's like why they never figure out mm-hmm. like the situation they're in and she also has like a sort of speech at some point of just like well I'm exploiting them but they're exploiting lots and it's just like sort of a terrible cycle of things that is happening that it's like it's interesting contrast to like the second half where it's like in some respects it is true but in other respects it isn't and just like I guess it just like leads to the theme of the movie just being like I, I, like both of these systems and, and which these people lived in are sort of exploitative and he's sort of too pure a guy to really function in either way though he was slightly more comfortable in the earlier one until he fell off a cliff
1: yeah that's like the scene where they go to Tancredi's uh, like apartment building uh, and they like stop and get all the pastries um, and like the lady like call she's like hey hey like when they've already like been rejected um, and he's like oh it was a joke and like they go back and she's like can I have the pastries it's like oh yeah they just like no one cares about like the relationship there it's just like and, like like we're saying of how uh, Lazaro is like so willing just to like take everything at face value it's like oh they were just kidding like they do want to have lunch and then uh, it's revealed that it's like they just want what they have Um, and then we talked about uh, the church scene a bit I think that is like more of the sort of uh, surrealist or magical realist um, aspects of it that I like where it's like they hear this music and it's like similar to the wolf like uh, bit throughout the entire movie of you just like hear this noise, um and they go and like the person's like playing the organ and then they like are told to leave that they can't stay there. And mm-hmm. uh as they walk out like the music like the, the organ won't play and like the music like starts playing outside. It's like all very uh interesting. A lot of stuff with like wind and like uh the wolf whistle in this movie. Not wolf whistle like Jim Carrey like banging his head on the hammer in the <laughs> mask. like, like the full like when they do the bit with, like where he holds up the pan and it's like the moon like yeah. rising and there's like a lot of talk about the moon. Yeah. A good vibe movie. I, I
2: mean, think. yeah, Wolves definitely have like a lot of strong imagery like associated with Italy, but yeah, I I really like that scene too. I it was it kind of really speaks to uh I don't know, like, yeah, what you can do when you're, like, limited with, like, they're not going to do any, like, crazy special effects, but, like, all they did was, like, have the sound travel or, like, have, like, the wind kind of, like, push in, and it really does feel, like, magical and, like, kind of, like, take you out of it for a moment, and, yeah, I thought that that was really
1: sweet. Yeah, Um, a little bit, like, uh, just in the sort of people out of time aspect of the beginning and especially like how the it starts with like the guy like wooing uh one of the women Mm -hmm. uh it really reminded me of the movie mustang uh from like 2015 which is like um i think it's turkish i could be wrong um i believe that's right uh and it's like similar it's like uh people compare it to like virgin suicides and like picnic at hanging rock but it's like a group of this uh this family of all these sisters that are like And it's almost like dog tooth in a way, but it's like all these sisters that live in this house and they like aren't allowed to leave and like aren't allowed to Mm. use like modern technology and stuff, except for like when they're going to school and it's just like, uh, the vibe of like the guy, like outside the window, like playing the music and they're like trying to keep quiet. It was like, I was like, Oh, is this going to be like that? And then it's not, but, uh, yeah. Check out Mustang if you haven't seen it, everybody.
2: (laughs) The the film this reminded me of, I haven't, I don't really remember too much of the plot but it, it's set in like a very rural Italy and I, I watched it in school um, it's called Non Ho Paura which just means I am not afraid um, and it's about kind of like this young boy that like stumbles upon a mystery and you're not really like sure where it's gonna lead um, which I really credit my teacher for showing it to us in class because it, it's like kind of scary at first and it's also like like an artsy Italian film like (laughs) and she was just like fuck it you guys are watching this and like we're not just gonna watch Life is Beautiful but we did watch that also (laughs) but but it's like also it's a very interesting and it was I I thought it was kind of like going in a similar direction I think that one's set in like the 70s but it was also a phrase I can't remember if it was this movie or the last movie because I watched them back to back but like opaura is like a phrase like it was like used over and over again and it just like really stuck out to me
0: yeah to maybe if we maybe want to wrap up by talking a little bit about like this movie's kind of position it can it yeah. definitely like this year it came out was uh i think this was considered like a pretty strong year and like this was definitely like among the uh more uh well received yeah. movies even in was, that with that kind of strength cuz like shoplifters i definitely wins palm right what yeah shoplifters wins palm so what i was going to say is like i definitely remember people thinking like oh is this finally going to be the the movie where uh a movie directed by a woman wins the Palm door without it being a tie cuz uh, <laughs> the piano tied with i'm forgetting what uh but this Like, it was kind of the same thing with, like, Tony Erdman uh, a couple years before, and I think this maybe, this ended up tying for screenplay, and I think that, I think when uh, Tony Erdman didn't win and didn't win anything, it was considered, like, more of, like, a thing. I think what happened with this, it's like, well, it won screenplay, and that was seen as a little disappointing, but also, like, shoplifters won the Palm, and everyone loves shoplifters, so, like... What? Yeah, uh, like it
3: Can you place a little more in in, in rocker context too? I don't really know that much oh, about Oh, sure. Her, so. I mean, this
0: is her third movie. Uh I think both of her other two movies played directors Fortnite it can I, I think I, I, f- I think one the one.
4: Wonders might have just played in competition.
0: Maybe. The Wonders could have been in competition. And then yeah, like this is her most recent movie uh earlier this year uh, she's actually done a few things this year. A few uh, shorts, she had uh, she had that short film with JR uh, that premiered at Venice and mm-hmm. hasn't played anywhere since there, and I didn't really hear anything about it. And the other thing is that she actually uh, directed two episodes of the second season of the uh, the My Brilliant Friend adaptation ah, okay. that's on HBO, yes. which is interesting because every other episode has been directed by. Uh, the same person and then they brought her in to do like the middle two episodes of this most recent season that's fun mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah cause what uh, so 2018 is like you are saying it's like a solid year at Cannes I just remember like that is like in memory like probably like the best or my n- not the best like my favorite um, movie year of the decade I think and it's just like so so sad cause it's like that Cannes uh, is like Shoplifters Win's uh, Palm And um, uh, Black Klansman wins pre, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Burning is the same year. And, yeah, oh. uh, Burning
0: doesn't win anything, weirdly. Yeah. How? Uh, I truly... It's, and then, of course, uh, Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake that place, year. yeah. And yeah, then, there's a lot of really good movies. Uh, Cold War. Yes. Ashes, Pierce, White. One uh, yeah, yeah. went into...
4: Uh, apparently, yeah. Happy Is Lazar was in the top five foreign language films uh, for the National Board of Review, which is a funny thing. To <laughs> well,
1: yeah, so this is the other uh, thing is like that. So, 2018 Cannes is the first Cannes where Netflix movies weren't allowed to premiere right. in competition. Because, like, the year previous, you have like Meyerwitz and Okja. Uh, and then, so right. then Netflix the is buying...
0: booed famously. Yeah, yeah. Right. they like, they're like haha we can still have a movie in competition if we don't buy it until after it's <laughs> yeah, played right. and um, then they did that with uh Atlantics last year yeah. too
3: yeah yep um yeah it's i guess yeah it's int- i'm not quite sure what netflix is doing exactly unlike the like can ish Movie like like I sort of have a sense of like what they're trying to do with like Oscary movies and stuff. I don't really yeah. have quite a huge sense of like what Netflix's overall hopes and strategies are for like these like these like movies that play can that are like artier and a little less accessible. Um, I think it's like just I have no like, idea. Like I yeah, it's
1: just like a laurel that they can have. Like I think they're just sure. like trying to like up their prestige in that way. And like I don't know what they're. I mean, because this year they had like a few movies at Sundance. And then after the like virus started, they were like, "We're not doing anything at festivals," which is like usually they're like the fall festival, right? Um, they, that's where they very run. Very big
0: at like Venice and uh, Toronto, and they they have like the people at. I don't know if this has come directly from Netflix, but like the people at Venice and Toronto have said, like, we still have a good relationship yeah. with Netflix. We ex- fully expect them to start showing their movies well, yeah, again uh, because.
1: Uh, I mean, 2018's the year that Roma wins Finis. Right.
0: Yeah, so. Yes. Yep. So, yeah.
4: I guess it's also just like, yeah, it's just like prestige plays, like getting people to watch some international stuff. Maybe it means a little more, because like obviously they're a very international company, so it's obviously just mm-hmm. like if... Yeah. I don't know right. if they have international rights to these movies. Just, no,
1: because this one, it was not on Netflix in Germany. I had to switch okay. on the old VPN.
0: Oh, the old VPN. Yeah, I mean they I assume that they couldn't buy it in France. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, maybe they could. Also, no.
4: just this interesting quote from Bang Jung-ho who said the Lazaro Felice probes the rift between agrarian and modern life and contains one of the most dazzling twists and tracking shots in recent memory. And I watched this recently. What's the tracking shot?
1: Yeah, I literally watched it today and have no memory of it.
4: <laughs> Oh,
0: no. Did he watch no, some
4: no. other shot? Did he watch some other <laughs> cut with a tracking shot? Yeah, the can cut.
1: I'm trying
0: to think. I'm
2: not shocked I mean, in the least that Park Junho loves this movie. though. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. That totally checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Where he's like, where rich people get their comeuppance? Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: It.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting yeah. movie. I mean, just like the last thing uh, uh, we said a couple of times, it looks incredible. Hélène Luvart, maybe the best cinematographer right. in the world. <laughs> uh, she's shot a lot obviously uh we talked about her work earlier this year when we talked about both of the uh, god i can't forget like Le- eliza yeah the eliza hit. him right, yeah yes. never rarely oh, sometimes uh, yeah, always, those, yeah which it's like obviously a sort of different look but it, it does have the similar like 16 millimeter sort of thing yeah
1: but then there's like mm-hmm. there are like a few like weird drone shots in uh Lazara that are just like not off-putting but it's like <laughs> i got the same vibe as like when I watched the second Hobbit movie for the first time and there's like just random GoPro in it and it's like whoa whoa whoa
3: did not expect the second Hobbit movie to come up on this episode (laughs)
2: they're both just like small nice men in fields I guess sure there's some parallels which which one is
3: that one? is that one? you know uh, capitalism
1: and Yeah, right (laughs) right right (laughs) Right, yeah
4: (laughs) It's
1: it's not the straightest line, but it's not, you know.
4: Pancredi was the (laughs) The bomber of his day. (laughs) 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 Uh, Right.
1: I will say, did
2: you guys appreciate, I thought it was some of the best, like, uh, casting I've seen of, like, young to Mm -hmm. old version, like, Antonia. I really want to see those women next to each other. Yeah. Or, like, was it the same woman? It was just, like, really good makeup? It was just one of those no. things where... No, I think, I think is it's is. just
4: no, okay <laughs> No, because, yeah, Antonia Alba Rocker is credited as as older Antonia. Okay. So so it is a younger actress. But it, that's also a situation where, like, she's the director's sister, so I, am, I assume it's just, oh. like, it's easier to find, like, you know what a younger version of your sister looks like <laughs> sure but I mean, still though but
2: it's i don't i don't think yeah. that's easy though like I, it was yeah, and yeah. and even um just like the mannerisms of 10 like you're like he would have a long ponytail like like it was really funny how that,
4: that that was one out. of my favorite performances it's just like older Tancredi where it's mm-hmm. just like yeah you can see so you can sort of see where it's like a bratty kid grew up to be like this like long jacket he, like, wearing some weirdo.
2: club that's like really yeah. sad and like he's clearly down on his luck but he also like still has so much more than them and of course he's a dick about it
1: right yes. he's like let me give you my card he's like uh i'll just write down my address yeah. <laughs> like he only has like trash right. in his pocket
2: oh uh, so uh, heartbreaking th- when they get all dressed up
1: oh yeah um yeah the fit fa- like the thing of them looking like the young uh like th- the age difference is yeah. like great but also just like as i was watching i was like all these people have just like amazing faces like i yes. buy all these people as like old world like faces right. <laughs> and, and it's right. like
2: which is why you buy that they're like in 1930s yeah. italy or you know right. they playing the bagpipes and just like softly swaying yes. to the music
4: yeah even yeah. Li- even like the, the young kid who mm-hmm. was like who was just like cause obviously his his is the most like dramatic like change obviously because he was like a baby and then he's like presumably like 18 to like 20 something yeah. mm-hmm. as the older one and it's like impressive how like they nail just like the casting on look and also like just like old, that's the starkest contrast of just like how these people used to be in like their old times and how they look and feel now because, he, yeah. obviously, he's probably the person who is, like, the most grown-up outside of this world. So, he has the least mm-hmm. connection to it. So Yeah. It's just like, the people yeah. reveal yeah. was,
2: like, the most satisfying to me. Because I was, like, when I realized Antonia, like, came across him. I'm, like, oh, are we going to, like, see more people? Like, or I wonder, like or when they're showing people as a child i was like this kid's gonna be like such deviant when he's older like what is is he gonna get eaten by a wolf like what is happening with this child because they're focusing on him a lot and so like the reveal that like he's the guy that had the knife to him i was like oh my god it was it was pretty brilliant
1: yeah oh yeah i think we're uh you know close to wrapping up there is one other bit where he like teaches them like all how to how to forage and it's like mm-hmm. all the grass he's like this is all just here it's like it's a treasure you know like right it's
3: good to yeah
2: bring, bring back yeah. to the old country yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: i guess also i guess we talked about it a little bit i do think uh adriano T- T- uh, Tard- tardiolo who plays La- lazzaro mm-hmm. is like really spot on casting as well you like get his mm-hmm. deal immediately mm-hmm. and like buy him throughout even though it is like it is like one of those like characters that could go so wrong and be like played so 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 off-puttingly that uh that you were like whoa but i think he does a really really good job uh in the movie
2: right he has an on his face he also his face also yeah. kind of reminded me of he looks a lot like the the actress who plays charlie in hereditary
1: Okay, yeah. They I have that. similar yes.
2: features. Like when they're both kind of like deadpan and they have like the glassy eye, like it was a little like jarring the similarities.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so like it's a phrase that's like you should be cute. It's like there's <laughs> cuteness here but I'm not yeah. getting it.
2: Well, yeah, I, th- I thought that's what they were initially setting up, right? Because the first scene is, like, the the kind of... There's not quite a wedding, which also feels very, like, old right, world yeah. of just, like, these two are now, like, joined in union in a very kind of, like, old school way. And mm-hmm. and is, like, looking at him. And you're like, oh, those two are going to flirt. And the, the movie's like, we're not going in that direction at all. And you're like, all right.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the thing about, like, the movies that I've mentioned before where it's, like... You sort of can't give him a relationship because it's just like, what would that even be? Right. <laughs> it yeah. would just be like her being like, kiss me, and he's like, sure. And, and that's yeah, it. <laughs> I was worried it
2: was going to go in that direction with Tancredi, too. I was like, when they were alone on the mountaintop, I was like, is this where this is going? And luckily it didn't. And there was like a brotherhood thing, but you can he's still yeah. clearly taking advantage of him.
4: Right. Tancredi's a weird dude. Yeah,
3: but, uh, he's a dick. weird guy. Yeah. That scene where he's like, You're blocking the sun or whatever oh when he God. like comes back.
1: He it like, gives him a gift. It, yeah,
3: right. He's <laughs> like, What am I supposed to do all day just sitting here like, I don't know, man, it's like your plot that you like you wanted to be kidnapped right. or whatever.
1: <laughs> huh. I'm also not like an expert on like currency conversion, but a billion lira seems like a lot still. <laughs> I think just the word billion, I was like, come on.
2: Right. No, he was just like But, like, that was viable that, like, some, you know,
1: spoiled teenager,
2: spoiled rich teenager Mm -hmm. who was dragged out into the middle of nowhere with his mom has nothing better to do. (laughs) So he's going to, like, make up this wild scenario. Like, what else is he going to do? Like, sit in that house and, like, do nothing? No, he's going to make a scene.
4: And And it's, like, I guess I wonder, like, how aware... The kid, Tancredi, and his younger sister were of like the whole thing. It's like Tancredi seems pretty aware, but it's like, I wonder if his plot was to get the entire thing revealed rather than like any plot over like getting the money or yeah. whatever because he just like hates his parents or whatever. I didn't buy like-
2: that he was. I don't think that girl's his sister. It's no, like yeah, the, it's the... the shitty guy's daughter. Because yeah, then yeah. they end up together. Um, i mean like from when i gathered i just thought it was interesting that he was like oh my mother treats you guys like animals and like she just exploits you like he's just quoting back what she said but like he then he goes and does the exact same thing so like he's not any better like he's just inherited all the traits from his mother but yeah. i he's yeah
4: also it's also a child yeah it's like and it's like an interesting like sort of dynamics as well where it's like where it's like theoretically he thinks the right thing but it's just sort of to piss off his mom he's doesn't really have any like anything in his heart for these people or what their struggle is he's just sort of like my mom sucks and i'm sure i can convince these people that my mom sucks that's happy as as
3: we did it Ange, thank you so much for joining us uh do you have anything you would like to plug
2: uh yeah, just uh listen to the blank check podcast or working our way through uh, Robert Zemeckis right now. I'm not sure when this episode will come out, um, but I'm sure we'll probably still be in the middle of Zemeckis. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, uh, Definitely. it's a
2: long one, but it's been fun. And um, I also have uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Magnafarda. Um, mm-hmm. I also have an Instagram at Magnafarda where. Uh, I've been like coping with quarantine by just like doing a lot more like art and comics and stuff. So you can follow me there. Awesome.
4: Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on.
0: Yes. Yeah, Thanks for too.
2: having me.
1: One of the best in the Twitter game.
2: Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It spelled just like it's spelled in your podcast app. You can follow us on Letterboxd at Pod. Uh, you can follow me on either of those platforms at J.P. Glick Weber Weber has two B's I will, uh, I, I've been plugging the, uh, ten best albums of all time starting to wrap, wrap up which means we're getting to the ones where I haven't actually decided what they are yet but, uh <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, "Small Change," the Tom Waits album, which wow. is like an interesting kind of kind of mid career album where it's <laughs> like he's kind of still doing the stuff from his early career, but he's starting to get into the some of the weirder stuff that'll pop up in his later albums. Uh, it's a good one.
3: Andy. Yes, my name's Andy. You can find me online at andytgerm on all your favorite social media platforms and some of your least favorite ones too if you if you're into that um for my plug i'm going to continue my tony awards performances plugs that i love from 1984 the little known musical baby uh, which is about, uh, three, it's about, it's essentially three different mothers, uh, in their, who are in very different stages of life, expecting mothers who are in very different stages of life, and sort of the story of their pregnancies. Uh, the song is called I Want It All, and it is, uh, a, a very fun, uh, number where they sort of wrestle with, uh, what they want their lives to be now that they have recently found themselves to be pregnant. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Colin.
1: Yeah, I'm Clatchley on everything C L A, T C H, L E Y, and, uh, I'll plug Dario Argento's opera in the spirit of keeping everything Italian.
4: Emilio. <laughs> um you can follow me on Twitter at i Laugh Alone and you can follow me on Letterboxd at I Laugh Alone. Uh, our theme song is by Tree Related. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash tree related or search tree related on Spotify. It's a good theme song. Thank you so much for <laughs> for being on. <laughs>
0: Alright, then I'm going to go ahead and release our audio.